Hey, fellow story lovers, this is Jonathan Cormer tumbling into your pod feed to let you know that season three of the Dork Tales Storytime podcast has begun. And just like our friends at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, we'll be unlocking new fairy tales, fables, and untold hero stories that will surprise you. Prepare for unexpected special guests. Find geeky twists and turns around every tale. Come with me and Mr. Reginald T. Hedgehog into our world of pure imagination. Find our scrum diddlyumptious stories wherever you listen to podcasts or visit us at dorktalestorytime.com. I wanna visit Dogland and run with the power pups. You got to, got to love their style. And how they never ever ever give up Who loves dogs? Who loves dogs? We rise to the challenge No one here is average We are the power bus You know we never ever ever give up Dogs, dogs, you love dogs, dogs, dogs You love dogs Hello and welcome to episode 13 of season 2 of the Adventures of Hard Dog and Dogland. Well, season 2, episode 13. If you like Taylor, we'd like to hear. If you like any of the characters, we'd like to hear. Yeah, this one's going to get exciting, huh? Yeah. I know. So, What's it called? It's called Swiftly Tooting Taylor Toots. Thanks, Hank. You may remember... When our story left off, the gang was standing behind Dogger Falls, where the cat Roger had led them to an unnaturally quiet pool of sideways water on the wall in another cave behind the Great Falls. They all held their breath just a little and stared at the sideways pool and waited. Nothing was happening at first. And after quite a bit of time waiting and wondering, they heard a most unmistakable and incredibly loud version of a familiar and ridiculous sound. They all looked at the pool, not one of them blinking an eye, but Taffy and Tuffy started to giggle. Baba Butaba was giggle gurgling as well. Roger looked down for a moment and then held a paw over his mouth as if to stifle a giggle. Then they heard more toots. Next thing they knew, two huge, long, thick, spotted legs, a skinny, floppy tail, and a very big backside emerged from the sideways pool in the wall and just stopped. Um, hello? asked Power Dog. It felt very strange trying to speak to someone's rear end. At least he hoped it was a rear end. The backside and legs and tail all began to wriggle. The tail started to spin, and then an entire cow popped right out of the portal and into the cave, with the dogs and Roger scrambling to clear the way. Power Dog and Tuffy found themselves grabbing each other's paws and doing a quick little fancy footwork to get out of the way more quickly, and they both grinned at this. 
Maybe they'd learn more than they thought they had in dance class. Said the cow. Taffy and Tuffy, in an effort to control their giggles, now had tears streaming down their sweet doggy faces, and they were wrinkling their noses to try to stifle any outbursts. Power Dog was beginning to understand why Roger had said that the cows have an amusing mode of transportation. He liked that Roger, who seemed so serious, must also think that toots are funny no matter what. Baba Budaba hollered and gurgled, belched, and tooted a tiny toot of their own at the cow. And the cow smiled at Baba Budaba. Ah, right, right. None of you speak moo. That's okay, as I can mostly speak dog, bellowed the cow in a most friendly manner. Hello, dogs, and hello to you. Too, Roger. We have not seen each other for many, many moons. I didn't even realize that you were no longer on Catween. Catween wondered. Power Dog. He saw Fetchermouth the word Catween, and could tell all of them were wondering what or where the cow was speaking of. Roger smiled broadly, nodded, and said, Hello, Taylor. I was hoping it would be you who would smell our mushrooms and come find us. Power Dog thought it was interesting that Roger didn't say anything in response to Taylor about Cat Tween, and made a mental note to ask about that later when the timing seemed right. Taylor, the jolly tooting cow, smiled back and said, we did not know there were mushroom farmers living on Dockland already. How wonderful. Yes, it's really just the best of luck. For you see, Taylor, we are experiencing a bit of an emergency here on Dockland, and we could use your help. These dogs are my friends, and they have recently freed me from a wicked binding enchantment of the Nameless Ones. Taylor's eyes grew wide when Roger said, the nameless ones. Let me please introduce you to Condro, Fetcher, Seely, Taffy, Tuffy, and Power Dog. I believe you already know our newly local mushroom farmer, Baba Lava Budaba, said Roger. Taylor nodded to each dog and smiled even wider at Baba. Well, Roger, I am so glad you beckoned me because we are in great need of mushrooms on Kapowis right now. And we had no idea whatsoever that we could come to Dogland for them. It's so close. I love it. He bent his great head down and gobbled up a couple of the mushrooms and licked his great cow lips happily. Mmm. They're perfect. So, in exchange for this wonderful bounty, what can I do you for, pups? Condro stepped forward and nodded daintily, much to Taylor's amusement. As a matter of fact, Taylor seemed to be the sort that's delighted with everything. Condro spoke. It is an absolute pleasure to meet you, Taylor. We have only now just learned of you and your world from Roger. 
and it is with immense gratitude that we accept your help. Power Dog piped up. Excuse me, I don't, I don't mean to be rude and interrupt, but Taylor, we need help. We need help in being transported to the Dragon World, Draconis, and we really need to travel together. We are pack animals, meaning we work best in groups. And then Fetcher added, Yeah, we will probably need a ride back, too, and hopefully with one extra pup. Condro nodded, Yes, my nibbling, a young fennec fox dog called Lupo, absconded with the Doglands Dragon's only galactic dragon just a short time ago. I will, however, remain here with Roger, I put my absolute trust in these brave pups to bring my nibblings safely home where they will be held accountable for their choices. Taylor nodded along, still smiling with all of the information and raised his eyebrows at every mention of dragons. Ah, yes, Comet was seen flying across the dogmos twice recently. Once with your bunny traveler friend and once with this young dog. The second time Comet was seen, a note was made about the speed at which Comet was traveling. It was very fast and unusual, even for a galactic dragon. Tuffy lit up when they all heard that TikTok Bunny had traveled by Comet and said, "'That traveling bunny is my mentor.'" Then he thought about his neglected duties back at the dog college and felt a little uneasy. Power Dog read Tuffy immediately like an open book and said, Oh, it's okay, Tuffy. The gardens will be okay until we come back. There are lots of dogs there to look after them. Tuffy turned to Condro then, who nodded and said, Yes, I will send word to ask if anyone can provide backup for the garden care. Tuffy settled. And then turned his attention back to Taylor fully. Taylor smiled broadly and said, We don't have to go back through the portal, friends. I can kick off of any of your moons. Let's go to your college and check on the gardens ourselves before we take off for Draconis. Really? Really? Asked Fetcher, Seely, Taffy, Tuffy, and Power Dog all at once. Will there really be time for that? Asked Tuffy, hoping it could definitely happen. Oh, sure, exclaimed Taylor. I really, really love moon gardens, and it's on the way. And you can really take all of us? Asked Power Dog again nervously. Taylor nodded yes, but Seely shifted on his belly nervously and then spoke up. Hey, gang, um... I don't want you to be disappointed in me, but I'm, I'm really scared and I don't want to go. And I really want to stay here and try to get word to Professor Spotty and Dr. Loot inside the bubble dome. <laughs> Everyone nodded and then Taylor's eyebrows shot up. Oh, snap! You're dealing with a dragon ball? Yikes, dogs. We do need to go. Dragon balls are known to do very strange things within about a week's time. And how long did you say it's been? Taffy furrowed her brow and explained to Taylor how she and Seely first discovered the dome a couple of nights before. She then put a paw on Seely and said, 
It's brave enough what you want to do. And for the record, we are all scared right now. I'm proud of you for knowing what you want and need, good friend. Celie smiled and hugged Taffy tightly. Condro then asked, Taylor, could you tell us more about the strange things a Dragon Ball does in about a week? Taylor nodded and pondered this question for a moment, then nodded again and said, Well, yes, they seem to get really, really, really big, where I think your word is expand. And then they get small. Is the word contract? And then they just, they just, uh, disappear, taking everything inside of them with them. Disappear? Disappear? said everyone in varying degrees of unison. Disappear to where? asked Condro. Roger was nodding his golden head slowly, and the dogs noticed that Roger's fur was standing on end. Taylor shrugged his big, gigantic cow shoulders and replied, I don't know. I think they disappear to nowhere. Everyone looked so sad and scared. How could this be? Fetcher then asked, Okay, Taylor, what's next? Are you sure we have time to stop at the college? Taylor perked up, smiled, tooted, and said, Yes, yes, we do. It's absolutely on the way. And frankly, it's easier for me than to get you all back through this portal. Power Dog looked at the portal, the sideways pool of water on the wall and wondered what it must be like to go through it. Did it feel wet? Would Lupo have just jumped right into it, wasting no time at all? Power Dog hated that he thought what Lupo did was brave. Sure, it was selfish and rude and maybe even mean and terrible, but it also seemed very, very brave. Taylor continued, Okay, each of us needs to eat a mushroom. And it's important that when you do, you smush it in your mouth and think about what you want to do with this energy, which it will then release. Our intentions matter, of course. And in this case, our intentions will move matter. Our matter. Put any extra mushrooms for each of us and for Kapowis in this little bag around my neck for the ride home too, please. And despite what you may have heard, don't eat too many at a time. And just so, each dog put a mushroom in their mouth, and Power Dog made sure to first toss the biggest, juiciest mushroom to Taylor, who caught it in his huge mouth joyfully. All eyes were on Taylor, and the dogs followed his lead carefully, each smushing the mushrooms in their mouths carefully and deliberately, and each thinking and focusing on getting to Draconis. Power Dog felt as though his whole body was humming as he smushed the mushroom, and he wiggled his body as the energy washed over and through him. He tasted umami and sweet molasses and mineral-rich dirt and meaty mushroom flavors and felt warm and good like when he has had soup on a cold day. He wanted more. He thought about finding Lupo and bringing them home to Condro 
and how satisfying that would feel. He thought about breaking the bubble dome around Miaui and hugging his parents and aunties again. He must have been wearing his feelings on his face because everyone looked at him and smiled. And then Roger said, Yes, we can do this, dogs. We can defeat this Dragon Ball. Power Dog wiped a bit of tasty, smushroomy drool from the corner of his lips with his curly doggy tongue and eyed the leftovers hungrily. Even though the clock was ticking, the sense of hope was palpable, as if you could taste it in the air behind those waterfalls, as Fetcher put more than enough mushrooms into Taylor's bag, a few into the pockets of each dog's capes, and hopped up and onto Taylor's back. Power Dog, still buzzing with energy, found himself able to do a proper flip up and over himself onto Taylor's back. Tuffy laughed. <laughs> and made a cheerful little noise as he too flipped up and over, buzzing with mushroom energy. Seely, Condro, and Roger backed up and made room for Taylor to follow Baba all of the way out of the caves. Ready, Pops? hollered Taylor. They waved goodbye, held on tightly, as Taylor reared up onto his large, thick cow hind legs, pointing front legs toward the sky and they all smiled as Taylor launched off of the ground with a... All right, that's it for now. We will continue this story in our next episode. Now, I'm joined by my co-author and the seven-year-old with deep dogland knowledge, my kid Hank. Hi, Hank. Hi, Do you want to hear a really cute cow story about when I was a kid? Sure. When I was very little, we would sometimes run out of milk. So your grandpa, Steve, that you never got to meet, my dad, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, would take our little red cups, your uncle and my little red cups. We had our own special cups, just like you have your own special cups. The power dog ones? Yeah, you have two special power dog cups. They're so good. And anyway, my dad would take our special cups down the hall and fill them with water from the bathroom. But he would make a big production about how he had just come in from the backyard and down the street and say that he had just milked fresh, clear milk from the clear cow that lived down the way. We loved it. And eventually, we would even ask for more clear milk. My dad never came clean about those shenanigans, and he never admitted that it was water from the bathroom sink. How funny is that? Super funny. What is it time for? (laughs) Is it time for a joke? Oh, oh, yep. What game do cows like to play at parties? What? Musical chairs. (laughs) So good. Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There, you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. 
There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Cathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's, it's in, in D for Dogland. Foxes in the days of platypuses. We heard 
special tales to tell and when we come together all our tales will wag as well woof woof Woo!